we are. Guess who's back? Back again. We keep saying this. <laughs> yeah. But. We're trying. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that we're gonna be back, like, again in a week. You'll never know with us. That's why we just like to keep you on your toes. That's we how we mix do it up around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's see. It has been, uh, like, two weeks since we recorded. Maybe even longer. I can't even remember. Yeah. Have you watched anything that has left an impression on you? I've watched quite a few things. Okay. I don't know how, because I haven't had any time. <laughs> but, but I've had time the last few days. So, I watched... Well, the seasons ended on Game of Thrones and Handmaid, so I finished those. I watched something else, but you also watched it, so I'll let you talk about that one. Okay. She-Hulk ended, and it was honestly the worst half-hour television I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like, it was so bad. And it's getting a lot of hate. I think I'm not the only one. Everybody hated it. So, it was kind of the whole season was kind of up and down for me anyways, but that just put the nail in the coffin that it was stupid. But as my son always says, even when the movies are terrible and the shows are terrible, it's setting up the rest of the universe. I don't care. It's done. Uh-huh. Sure, Jan. Yeah. I watched Werewolf by Night, which I thought was a series, but not. no, it was just a one-hour little thing. But that's on Disney+. Plus. It's a Marvel thing, too. Um, that was actually really, really good. We enjoyed that one. We watched it at, like, one in the morning one night. I binged watched, like, super quick all of The Sinner season four. We love us some Sinner. Mm-hmm. I have so many thoughts. Starts out really good. Gets real dumb real quick. But old man Harry. We love us some old man Harry. I love you, Harry. 90% of my closed captions were um, like he was supposed to be. Okay, Harry's got a problem in in this season. Okay, one, he's retired. Two, he's supposed to be on vacation. Three, he just obviously happens upon a murder, you know, and he's got to investigate it. He just walks into people's houses like he'll be like, oh, that looks shady and just like walks into their house. He does it no less than three times what the hell? in this season, just wanders into people's houses like and, and nobody ever says a damn thing to him. And then the rest of it is just people chasing him. And he's supposed to be like hiding because people are chasing him. But the close captions say <laughs> that's him running. And I was like, they can hear you. And it's like he runs and he hides behind this boat. And, you're, <laughs> and I was like, who runs like that besides me? Like, I don't. It's so bad. I mean, it's so bad. But whatever. I don't know. I think that was it for me on the center. They think that one might have just like thrown me off. Two other things. I started the new season of American Horror Story. I think it's horrible. I think it's boring. I mean, only Ryan Murphy could make a horror series about the AIDS crisis in the 80s. I mean, uh, he could have he could have made something something. I mean, he could have done a commentary and done it like like he's did the Monica Lewinsky thing. He could do a whole thing about how the conspiracy of like the government created AIDS to kill right. gay lesbian people. Cool, I'd be interested in that. Don't turn it into a horror thing because that just mm-hmm. I feel like it's just making fun of the whole damn thing. Yeah, it's icky. I don't like it either. Yeah, I don't like it. It's stupid. And then what was the other thing? Oh, I watched, um, it's on Peacock, A Friend of the Family, which is the whole, um. Mm. The uh, abducted in plain sight. In plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking kidnapped in plain sight and I knew that wasn't right. But yeah, that whole thing. (laughs) Okay. 
if you thought the documentary was crazy, they make it so much better. <laughs> like, okay, what happened to these people is horrible. But yes. a lot of it was their own fucking doing. I know. Uh, I, I told myself I wasn't going to swear this much, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. But it's just... <laughs> like, the, the, the cops on the show are like, you did what now? <laughs> <laughs> like, they made me laugh so hard. They're like, wait, what? You you let a grown man lay down with your daughter when he told you he was a pedophile? Yes, he had a prescription from his doctor. Oh, my God. I kid you not. And they're like, I don't think they're bad people. I think they're just really stupid. <laughs> That's what I thought oh, watching the documentary. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah. just so, I mean, it's not It's not good. I mean, it's all right. It's okay. It's interesting. It was holding my attention, but... And it's got some good people. I mean, there's some good actors in it, but oh my gosh, I laughed. When they're like, you sent the marriage license back to Mexico? They're like, yes, yeah, so we could get it annulled. They're like, but you didn't make a copy of it or anything? We have no proof that he married her in Mexico? Yeah, no, we sent that back. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should have done that. <laughs> and yeah. then the wife goes, oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. They're so dumb. Oh, but And it's amusing for me, I guess. These terrible <laughs> things happen made me laugh. Oh, what's wrong with but you? That's it. That's all on my list. Okay. Well, I have finished The Patient, and I know you have too. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. I thought it ended how I thought it had to end, but then also it was totally ridiculous. I don't want to like spoil anything, but... I don't know. I was just like, really? Really? Without spoilers, like, what was the point of the story? Yeah. Like, was it just this journey that this doctor had to go on to, like, with his faith and his son? And coming to terms, and... right, with his relationship with his son and losing his Because wife, it made no I sense guess. to me. I guess maybe Make it, I don't he know. had to be in that environment in order to see the mistakes he'd made and, and, and like... He wouldn't have gotten there. But I mean, otherwise. I would think with some therapy and a good conversation with his son, yeah, he could have been think, all right. You think he'd have been a lot easier than stuff. That. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, like they were. He was coming around to that before he got kidnapped. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, what else? Oh, I've still been watching Monster the Dahmer thing. Oh. God, how long is that thing? It's like 10 episodes, it, and I'm chugging through it. I don't know. I think it's good. I, You know, I love Evan Peter, so I'm going to keep watching. I have watched a little bit of the new season of Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, mm. and then my husband and I have watched, we're about halfway, maybe more than halfway done with The Midnight Club on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I watched the first episode. Obsession. We got past that. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. It's another Mike Flanagan thing. So you'll see a lot of people that you recognize, especially a lot of people from Midnight Mass and our favorite, some Riley mm. Flynn, a.k.a. Zach Gilfer. Love you. Miss you mean it. It's just so good. I love it. And let's see. Oh, I have watched the first four episodes of the Cabinet of Curiosities, the Guillermo mold del toro thing on netflix as well i can't believe you made it for com four what's it called things in yeah episodes 
Yeah, well, I had a lot of time to watch stuff this week. Well, I thought you said it was terrible. Oh, it is terrible, but every story is different, so I just keep thinking this one will be good. It's like like Black Mirror, you know? It's like some of them are just awful, and then some of them are like the greatest thing you've ever seen. I haven't hit the greatest thing I've ever seen yet, but episode four was okay. Episode three, so stupid. The first two... So stupid. I really thought it would be more of like the American Horror Stories. Right. But it's not. I can't Mm. explain the difference, but it's just, it's not the same. And that, I mean, it's a Mandalorian, but whatever. That's just neither here nor there. Still not done with Umbrella Academy. Yeah. So, Oh my gosh. I know. That came out like a year ago. (laughs) We're really. <laughs> Get a move on. We're busy. It came out in July. It my came out my, my never birthday. Never home to watch. That's it. where I'm at. That's why I love Midnight Club. <laughs> There's next week maybe. Uh, Middle is done with his his show on Sunday, so we might all be home again eventually. <sighs> I don't know. Well, one day soccer's got to be over, right? Right, it's got to be over soon. So. I don't know. You have better weather than we do, so you can be <sighs> playing soccer forever. Well, we're playing for at least two more weeks. Yay. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome to That's So Original Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm joined by my friend Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hello. We are here talking about Echoes, Episode 5, Gina. 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 All right, so let's dive right into this. I believe it is my turn to start us off. I can't remember, so go for it. I'm going to read these notes that I printed where my printer is about to die so i'll see if i can make out what all these words are okay so we're gonna go back in time but not too far we're gonna go back to dylan's truck swerving down a dark country road and he's talking in this very strained voice he's saying jana you gotta get away from her whatever she says just go Gina is driving. She's like, we're going together. You just hold on. And he's holding on all right. He's holding on to his guts because they are trying to fall out of that large slice in his stomach. So we hear a voiceover of Gina saying, you know what Lenny wanted you to know, but you don't know the truth. Dylan says, all right, Gina, tell me the truth. She says, our mother was the only one who could tell us apart. Now we're going to go back to some flashbacks. We're going to see some scenes of her mother, but... After she died, something changed in Lenny. I never saw her cry, ever. And we see a scene of the twins swinging in the front yard. Claudia comes out of the house and she's like, Lenny! And they're both like, yes, what do you want, Claudia? And Claudia's like, oh my God, I hate these bitches. And she just like stomps back inside. And Gina says, we had power. And when shit went down, a switch could save us. And this is when we see one of the twins shove Claudia off the side of some kind of tower. And then someone, I think it's Lenny, yells, Gina! Like, totally trying to pass blame over to Gina at that moment. Cut to Floss, and this is young Floss and young Gina in a car. And Floss is telling her that her sister Claudia is very seriously hurt. You got to tell me the truth, man. Floss is always trying to get it, get it true. Tell me the truth. She she didn't snack back then. No, not a Cheeto in sight. And (laughs) Gina says, that's how I got blamed, even though I didn't do it. 
Next, we see the girls as teenagers in the bathroom of a school dance, and Gina is saying how this is when they started switching all the time. She says, Lenny and I shared everything, even Jack. And now Gina and Lenny are riding horses while Jack watches, and Gina clearly likes Jack, but Jack definitely likes Lenny, and Lenny knows it, and honestly, I think she just goes for Jack because she wants to win him. Mm -hmm. She wants to be the one that gets him. And Gina says she and Jack and Lenny were very close until they weren't. This is when Gina finds Lenny and Jack having sex in a horse stall. It's like, gross. Did you even muck that out? Oh, my God. I hope. Gina is heartbroken and goes to cry under a tree, as one does. Back to that trip that the three of them were making to the thrift store when Gina saw Dylan when he was first moving into town. The voiceover of Gina says, I needed someone of my own. I needed my own life. Yeah. I love what she says. They were like, they're in that, they're switching to the school dance. She's like, Gina was going through her punk phase and Lenny was going through her awkward phase. And I was like, they both look they exactly They look the exactly same. the same. <laughs> I was like, why? Which one's awkward? Okay. So, oh, anywho, the threesome, as I've come to call them, okay. go to this diner and Dylan walks in because he's a cool guy, Dylan. And he goes over da, da, like da, Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, I know it's like a peach pit. I literally said these people look like teenagers from 90210. Yeah, they are in easily. And, and then they look 30. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. You knew what I meant. <laughs> so um, Dylan walks in. He's standing over by this jukebox. So Gina hops up and she's like, I'm going to go play that same song that we just listened to again because I like it so much. But really, she wants to go talk to Dylan. Lenny is not happy about this because how dare Gina get her own life and her own boyfriend. She should be sitting here crying about the fact that I have a boyfriend and she doesn't. That's that's right. our thing. That's how we do. <laughs> so she goes over and she talks to Dylan and Dylan says, your sister seems uptight. And Gina says, no, she's cool when you get to know her. Dylan says, well, I'd rather get to know you instead. And I was like, oh. oh and this is when Gina says, well, that's kind of the same thing because we're essentially the same person because Lenny doesn't let me do anything. Dylan says, you know, you're nothing like her. And this is when the Fuji start playing Killing Me Softly. And Gina starts dancing with him in this diner, which does not have a dance floor. And all the old people are, like, eating coffee and eggs. They're like, what are they doing? And I was like, oh, this is the Echo Echo, apparently. This is their spot. Oh. I'm, air, I'm air quoting. This is their spot. But they're, like, doing this little dancing number in the diner. And he, Dylan immediately just starts kissing Gina. And I was like, um, he works fast. Like, mm-hmm. they're, like, all hanging on each other. I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Lenny is fuming. She is not happy. So we get all these little quick cuts of, like, Gina riding on the back of Dylan's motorcycle and going with him to his grandma's cottage. Because remember grandma's cottage? Then there's this Halloween party. It's This is, like, so disjointed and it makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a Halloween party, and Dylan is dressed like Freddy Krueger, and Gina is dressed like Wednesday Adams, I think. Mm-hmm. They decide to go to the church to make out and, and screw, because that's, I mean, all the cool kids are, are screwing at churches. I, I guess. It's better than a horse stall. <laughs> yes. So they're, like, getting naked, and all of a sudden there's this big, loud bang, and Gina freaks out, but Dylan's like, I don't care. I'm getting laid. Shh. But she freaks out and tells him to go check. So he goes, gets up, and he goes to walk and check. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, there's a fire. And I was like, well, what was the big bang? Was that an explosive? Like, they didn't seem that concerned about it. So Gina gets up, and she runs out of this burning building like her hair's on fire. It's not. Spoiler, it's not on fire. 
And weirdly, Lenny is waiting right outside. Like, she's, like, standing right outside the door. She's like, hi, it's cool, come with me. But Gina's upset because Dylan is still inside, and then all of a sudden the place blows up. And then the cops are right there because they're always right there at this place. Like, they have, like, a homing beacon on these twins. Like, they, they have nothing the shit's going do. down with twins. We got, <laughs> all right, we got to sit outside this building because things are going to happen. So, anyways, Lenny tells Gina, this is, like, the next morning, or after the fire. She's telling Gina, oh, a man died and Dylan ran. They're investigating him for murder. Gina's like, but wait. What? Who died and when? I was with him the whole time. Like, he was like, we were about to bang. Like, I know where he was at. Lenny says, oh, well, if he didn't do it, then why'd he run? Why'd he leave town? And I was like, what is the thought here? Are, are, is she saying that, like, he killed a random dude, then banged his girlfriend? That yeah, he, is... set fi- he set a fire and some innocent fire... person was murdered. Right. That's kind of what I'm Was he setting thinking? a fire to set the mood? I'm so confused. <laughs> like, what is the point of... What, what... And why isn't Gina going like, oh, no, what? But Gina says and said, but I loved him. <sighs> so Gina in the voiceover says, the next morning you were gone and I didn't know what Lenny had done. So I was alone again and Lenny and Jack just got closer. So we get more Gina voiceover, and she says, Watching Lenny marry Jack felt like the end of us. Her and me. Lenny had Jack forever, and I had to learn how to be on my own. So I got a scholarship to UCLA. Out there, no one knew I was bad Gina. I was like, I bet they do. I bet they figured it out real quick. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I was free. I didn't realize that being free would make me feel so disconnected. And so she talks about how she had a breakdown her sophomore year and got sent to a therapist who did work pro bono. And I was like, who's doing this in L.A.? There's not yeah. one therapist who's doing pro bono work for a college kid. But cue young Charlie and mm. the hot Charlie that I know. Like, not the balding, gray, kind of chubby Charlie. This is hot Charlie. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting here. He's doing a therapy session with her. And he says, you talk about being Lenny's copy, but now you are being reborn as you. So Gina goes on with her voiceover. She's like, Charlie helped me find me. Once I started telling my story, I got my senior thesis in creative writing and I got published. People love the story of two tragic twin sisters. And I was like, didn't people look at that and be like, wow. She talks a lot about how her twin's kind of an asshole and like there was a fire (laughs) and like her one and her other sister got paralyzed, how it wasn't her fault. I was like, wouldn't you think people would be like, hmm, Lenny's crazy? No, apparently not. Apparently her book is this Echoes book. This is the book from the cave that that she wrote all these notes in. And Charlie's telling her he's so proud of her and he asks her to take it to dinner. Gina says, Charlie loved me for all I was and all I wasn't. And then all of a sudden Lenny and I were both married and we got pregnant at the same time. How'd that happen? And for some reason I thought that was a good thing. So they're sitting pregnant by a pool in Mount Echo and Lenny is trying to convince Gina to move back there so they can raise their babies together wouldn't that be fun and Gina's like no that sounds horrible I'm gonna go ahead and stay in California so as we have already been told by Lenny Gina loses the baby she says in the voiceover that Lenny was there for her after it happened she came to California and took care of Gina and then Gina went to Mount Echo to visit after Maddie was born She says this was the opportunity to reconnect with Lenny. So Lenny is in the kitchen giving Maddie a bath in the sink. She's maybe, I don't know, less than six months old. 
Lenny is doing something on a counter, like on the other side of the kitchen. The baby's just chilling in the sink by herself. And her head slips under the water. And Lenny just sits there and stares at her. Quick flash to one of the girls as a young child. And then, like dripping it we're going back to like maybe the bathtub thing very briefly for a second but and then gina runs in and grabs the baby out of the sink she's like what the fuck is wrong with you lenny and lenny's like sometimes i wish she would just die so clearly we have some ppd going on here later they are walking outside and gina offers to pay for a nanny and maybe you know some therapy would be a good idea too she doesn't offer that but she probably should have lenny says oh no jack will never go for that everything is fine lenny says i think you have postpartum depression and lenny says she doesn't think that she was meant to be a mother and gina says of course you were then lenny says well so were you and she hands maddie to gina and says i'll be you for a while i'll go back to la you stay here with jack and maddie she's our baby Gina says that she stayed for a few more weeks to help Lenny, but then they got the makeovers to look more alike, and then Gina went back to L.A., and she did readings and question and answer sessions and quote-unquote uh, quote all that shit. And Maddie grew, and Jack was the perfect father and husband. So was Charlie. So they switched every year for their birthday, And they would go to the salon. They would lather each other with lotion. Super fun. So they're in a hotel room talking about Maddie and switching back to be in their right spots. Gina's going to be Gina. Lenny's going to be Lenny. And it seems like Gina is sad to be going back to L.A., And Lenny says, this is the perfect setup. We have two perfect lives. And the voiceover says that Lenny started to become more controlling of both lives. So it's kind of like what you were saying before, like, did one do this and then the other one had this? And I think it's becoming more obvious that, like, one of them's kind of going to be carrying the load here. Well, and I'm curious is why did Gina lose her baby? I feel like Lenny had a part in that. I do too. Something happened. We there. might be getting going back to the. Um, oh, what were we watching? Where the dad was given the. Oh, oh the, pieces um, of her. Yeah. Piece of her. Yeah. 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 So Lenny is playing Gina, and she's in a meeting with Gina's publisher, and they're talking about the new book, and the whole new book is about the story that Gina's miscarriage. This is actually Gina, though, because she's pissed that Lenny has told about her miscarriage. Okay. So, um, well, Gina is pissed. Lenny is only supposed to do press, not pitch story, and especially not that one, because that's her story and whatever. Well, Gina's in L.A. and wishing she wasn't. Um, Like, Charlie tries to, like, give her some love and kiss her and stuff, and she kind of shakes him off. And immediately she gets a text from Lenny that says, you should let him love you. He expects it. And Gina turns, and she sees there's a camera up on the ceiling pointed right at her. And I was like, how much time does Lenny have on her hands? I know, She's just, like... Watching everything she does. Then we see Gina is out, like, looks like she's running errands. But she comes out of this building and this lady's like, see you next week. The minute she walks out of the building, Lenny calls her and says, what are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, you've been in that building every Thursday morning for months now. And you haven't written it in the diary. And Gina's like, what building? What? That's when Lenny tells her, the one you're standing in front of, bitch, I can see you. P.S. I canceled all your future appointments. You don't need a psychiatrist. You have me. And I was like, okay, Lenny sounds like she's super fun. Yeah. So Gina and Charlie are in bed 
having sex and Gina is crying because that's what one does when we're happily married. And he's like, what's wrong? She says, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, can't do what? Is this about the book? You don't want to tell that story? Fine. No problem. That story is yours. Not anyone else's. Don't write it. And Gina says, well, they're counting on me. And Charlie says, just make, just do whatever makes you happy. Whatever that means. She's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm such a mess. He's like, be messy. I will never judge you. So Gina says after this, she started to make plans. She needed money that Charlie wouldn't know was missing. So we see Gina like going into Charlie's office and getting into his safe, like looking for money. And she finds stacks and stacks of like these leather bound diaries as every therapist has apparently and not on a computer because whatever. So she starts flipping through them. And they see things like they smell different and the sex with Lenny is better and he can't figure out, you know, who he likes more. It's very clear that he knows that they are two different people. He's figured it out. Good on you, Charlie. Yay. Jack is dumb. So Gina just kind of puts the books back and leaves. And then she walks out, which I thought she was like at his office. Like maybe he had a like office in another building. Like she walked around the corner. (laughs) She was not being a sneaky sneak in his office. And she's like, our marriage, us, do you love me? Or you just find me fascinating once upon a time? And Charlie says, can it be both? And Gina's like, no, no, it can't. No, it's weird. He's like, I am deeply obsessed with you and fascinated by you. I will love you as you are and whoever you are when you come to me. So he's in love with both of them. And he just thinks of them as a science project. It's gross. Weird. So another birthday, another switcheroo. This was the last year's trip, I think. So the one that they took before the Lake Tahoe year. Where were they? In Paris? Whatever. Yeah. Lenny wants them to look at each other's bodies and hear some booze, Gina. And she says, Gina seems calm. And I was like, that's because she's got plans to fuck up your life, Lenny. And Lenny is excited to switch back because she's tired of pretending to write. So now we cut to Gina as Lenny sitting with Meg at the community pool or whatever, watching their kids swim. Gina, as Lenny, asks if Meg thinks they give diving lessons there since they're going to go diving on their next birthday trip. And Meg says, oh, you should ask my cousin. You remember him. He and Gina were close. And then she gestures over to a guy standing by the pool. And of course, it's Dylan. And after this swim lesson, Gina, as Lenny, approaches Dylan. And he's like, oh, hey, Lenny, long time. How's Gina? And she says, oh, she's good. She's a writer in L.A. And he's like, I know. I read the book. And she's like, oh, that's so great. You know, because she's actually Gina and she thinks that's amazing. (laughs) She asks him about his grandmother, but he kind of avoids the question and says he's got to go. She quickly asks him about free diving, and he says, oh, I'm certified in everything, baby. Oh, yeah. And she suggests that he teach her privately. Over at the farm, Lenny is, you know, Gina Lenny is in the barn. And Jack comes in and tells her that he has to go somewhere. I don't remember. She says, cool, I'm taking Maddie to her swim lesson. And he's like, I can teach Maddie to swim. And she's like, yeah, in what free time? And he's like, ooh, Sick burnt, but you're right. Then she mentions the foal and about how she didn't see any paperwork. And Jack says they're paying cash. And she's like, oh, well, shouldn't there still be some kind of paper trail for that? And then all of a sudden, light bulb goes off. She realizes the horse is stolen. He says, it's this or we have to sell some of our land. And she says, well, what about Charlie and Gina? They could lend us money. 
and Jack is way too proud for that. He says he's got it under control. She again mentions Charlie, and Jack goes on a rant about, like, well, even though he pays for those expensive vacations, you know, I still have to pay for the dinners and time off from the farm, and it's, like, it's costing me a lot of money, too, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. No more of these birthday trips. So that's going to be a problem. Well, apparently Jack is the vet now. Like, they keep switching who the vet is. I'm so confused (laughs) by this. And then he's like, this is our home. She's like, our home could be 40 acres smaller. And I was like, how many fucking acres do they have? And what are they doing with it? Are they farming? Because they're not. And you don't need that much land for horses. I mean, you need land, but you don't need that. You don't need it. I mean, if you can sell 40 acres, you've got a lot of freaking land. I don't understand. No one's even going to notice. You got that much land, no one's going to notice 40 acres. Whatever. And apparently your dad and sister are living there rent free. So maybe they (laughs) should start pitching in a little bit. You know, he's getting social security checks. Come on, pops. So Gina is at swim lessons because she's convinced Dylan to give her these diving lessons. They're practicing the pool. And he, you know, he's saying, oh, wow, you can hold your breath really long. Good job. And she (laughs) says, yeah, I've been practicing in the tub where I have PTSD. It's weird. It's, but it's good. We're really, I'm getting it. It's working. He says, well, the water in Lake Tahoe is going to be a lot colder. So you need to like put ice in that tub, baby, because I don't think you're going to do it. And she's like, okay, well, let's try it in the ocean. He's like, um, that's like a half day drive away. And I was like, where is Mount Echo? Like, where in the world? Didn't they say Virginia? You could get to the Virginia Beach in like four hours, five, four okay. or five hours from pretty much anywhere else in Virginia. So sure. Okay, all right. I forgot where they were. I was thinking, like, I don't know. And I was thinking they were more centralized and not by an ocean. But anywho's. So he says, that's a half day away. And Gina says, I can get away if you can. And okay, Dylan is like, okay, sounds fun. I really love hanging out with the shitty sister mm-hmm. that I didn't even like. But okay. So apparently they go away. For like a weekend, a day, who knows? But they are in a bar and they are doing shots. And she's like smiling and flirting with him. And he's like, what are you doing, Lenny? She's like, having a drink with an old friend. He's like, since when are we friends? And I was like, boo, sick burn. Mm. (laughs) And she says, we could be. I don't want to disappoint anyone in my life, but I'm not in the right place. I'm trapped my own bad choices. The excellent on par writing for the show says, Dylan says, I specialize in making bad choices. I'm trying to break that habit. It's better to be real. Oh, fuck me. It's so dumb. So Gina grabs his hand and he says, um, hey, no, don't touch me. You're gross. Ew. You have cooties. He says, you destroyed my relationship with Gina. You knew exactly what you were doing that day. And she's like, what? The morning after the fire? Yeah, that was a terrible day. And this is when Dylan's like, we have to get some exposition, so I'm just going to pretend right. like you don't know the story, even though you do know the story. He's like, I left to protect Gina like you said. You came to me. Remember when you came to me and said the cops thought it was me and Gina and that I need to leave town to deflect attention. Remember we did this? My life was ruined, and then it occurred to me that you were just jealous. But looking at you now, it's too complicated. Sorry. And then he tries to leave, and so he leaves the bar, and she chases after him. And this is more melodrama. Stupid. And she yells, do you remember when we first kissed? He's like, we never kissed Lenny because you're gross. (laughs) He's like, ew, no. I know. And she's like, I'm not Lenny. I'm Gina. He's like, shut the fuck up. You're dumb. And he's like, this is low even for you. And there, oh my God, this, I don't even want to read it because it's so dumb. (laughs) Gina says, there was a hawk circling above. We both said we wanted to be like the hawk, flying free. 
I said I had to get back, and you asked if it was okay if I kissed you. There was a tiny drop of water on the tip of my nose. I was like, from where? From where? Where is, where is it from? Because it sounds hawk. like it's not. It sounds like it's not. And you wiped it away, and I'll never forget it. And he says, Gina, could you have told you all that? And I was like, yeah, in that shared diary that they have. Yeah. Well, then she just plants one on him, and he goes, Gina? And I was like, I mean, does she have, like, a special tongue trick? Like, how did he know it was her? And he and, and he said, I know. And then Gina says, you know what Lenny wanted you to know, but you don't know the truth. And this is when he says, tell me your truth, Gina. So, yeah, that we're, that's like, we're circling back to the beginning. And so then she's telling him all this stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. See the see the timeline here? So we got mm-hmm. the beginning where he's bleeding, and then she's talking about the truth, and then so that's right here, and then she's telling him this whole story that we just heard for the last 45,000 minutes, and we're back. So back at the farmhouse, Claudia has been playing with Maddie when Lenny, Gina Lenny, walks in. Claudia's like, going to your diving lessons with all that makeup? Mm-hmm. These lessons have been going on for weeks. Do you just suck at diving or like what? Anyway, of course she was going to Dylan's cabin because they're going to make sweet love. She tries to convince him to leave with her. And he says he wants to stay and gets his life together in Mount Echo. I was like, why? Like, right. leave. Why did you even come back? Take grandma with you. Pack exactly. up her pottery and go. Came back for Meg and grandma. So then they just like keep doing it or whatever. So the next day or whenever this is, Gina Lenny walks into the kids swim class and Meg is on the bench where they normally sit, but she is not in a chatty mood today. She is pissed. She tells Gina Lenny to stay away from Dylan and Gina, as Lenny tells her to mind her own business. And Meg's like, oh, it is my business. He's my cousin, bitch. And she says, you've already run off on him once. Lenny tells her that's in the past. And then this is where she threatens to out Meg as a lesbian. Right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because she's trying to make Lenny look like a disgusting bitch. She tells Meg that she loves Dylan and she needs it to be kept a secret. Wait, we have to mention that. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, the first morning after they screw, he brings her a flower and says, Every flower has a meaning. Oh, that's right. This one means true love. And she's, I'll take it. Anyways, continue. Okay, that's right, because it comes back. So that is mm-hmm. important. Back at the cabin, this is like, I'm trying to explain to you when this time frame is. This is like right before she goes missing. Right. Quote, unquote. Back at the cabin, Gina is telling Dylan that she's pregnant. And it's obviously his because she hasn't banged Jack in forever. She tells him her dream was to run away with him and start a family. And he's like, well, what about Maddie and Jack? And she's like, uh, the real Lenny can take care of that dead weight. She says that <laughs> they need to leave ASAP, but they need money. She can't get it from Charlie or from her book sales, but she has an idea. So, cut to her trashing the farm office and letting the horses run. And then we see her setting up the clothes in the cave and writing out all that stuff. And so, she's going to make it look like Lenny has gone missing. She hears a horse whinny outside of the cave. And it's that poor little horsey that has fallen. And so, it was Gina that had shot that horse to put it down. R.I.P. horsey. Yeah. So, after the whole fake kidnapping whatever gina is walking through the woods to to dylan's cottage and as she's walking up this is when she sees 
Lenny getting in the truck with Dylan. So this was when Lenny went to the cottage and pretended to be Gina and like stole their passports and their money and shit. So I was like, how long was Gina walking in the woods? Because I feel like it's been a couple days. Days. So Gina sees this, you know, she sees Lenny take off with Dylan. So she goes running to grandma's house and asks for help. And I was like, more walking. She has to be so tired and she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. She gets there and Dylan's there and they hug. And he says, where have you been? She says, I got lost in the woods. And he's just happy she's alive. She says, the baby's okay too. Thanks for asking. (laughs) P.S. I saw you with my sister. And he says, yeah, that, she's a bitch. She stole the passports and the tickets. And, and he's like, I'm sorry, that's my ball. I wasn't paying attention to her because she kissed me and stuff. Gina's like, cool, no biggie. I'll figure it out. I'm going to go to the party and say my goodbyes. And I was like, this really wasn't necessary. So cut to the party. And this is when, you know, she disappeared with Maddie for all of like two seconds. But they're making it out to like she was gone with her for a long time. And she's talking to Maddie as they're walking and... Um, They're looking at the moon, and Maddie says she's mad that Mrs. Moon didn't tell her that her mom was okay when her mom was missing. I'm real pissed off at Mrs. Moon. Gina says, well, you don't really need her, do you? People who aren't by your side still live in your heart. When I'm far away, I keep you right here in my heart. So will you keep me right here? And Maddie's like, I don't know, bitch. Whatever, I guess. I'm going to play you as the dead mom in my dollhouse later. So cool, no problem. So Gina goes back to grandma's because that's her hidey hole. Like nobody's going to know to go to grandma's. And she says, grandma, where's Dylan? We had a plan to meet here. And grandma says, no, 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 no. You called and changed the plan. Remember? And said you guys were going to meet at the cabin. Remember? Remember when you called? And Gina's like, oh no, Lenny. So she runs out the door like she's the $6 million man. And she runs to the cabin. I'm like, where is she? He doesn't have a vehicle. So I don't know. I don't know how she's doing this. I don't know. She gets to the cabin and she finds Dylan and he's been stabbed. So Lenny just came there and like stabbed him. Stabbed him all up. And I when? When? Like. Yeah. Wasn't the party going on? Yeah. I mean, she was talking a floss. Oh, I guess like when she left. When she lied about how she going to look for Gina. Maybe. I guess. Well, anyways. So he's stabbed and Gina says, we're going to take you to the hospital. So cue the beginning of the episode. This is why they were driving so fast in the in the truck. This is why she's crying because you know he's bleeding out in the car in the thing, and he's telling her, "Promise me you and our baby get away." She's just like, "No, no, no." He keeps saying that the it hurts it hurts so much. This knife hurts so much. So he pulls it out. And oh, of course, he don't gushes. Do that. Yeah, he starts gushing blood, and she freaks mm-hmm. out. So she crashes the truck, and Dylan dies. And I was like, "Oh, cue bad Gina." <laughs> Bad Gina. So she gets out of the truck and she's like, oh my god. And she looks and the truck is parked in a bed of those true love flowers. You know, they were like dandelions or whatever they have down there. Who knows? So she walks over and she's like, bye Dylan, I love you. And like throws a lighter on the truck and so it just blows up. And she kind of like calmly just walks away like she's Heath Ledger in that Batman movie and like just it blows up behind her. And so she starts walking down the highway, and this is obviously when the trucker picked her up and took her to the hospital, and she wasn't speaking, and then she pulled her IV out. Are we all on the same page? This is where, yes, I mean, it's all just the like, timeline? pages on top of pages, but this is where we're at at the end of this episode. This is crazy. And I now like I just I want, like... I want Lenny to get her ass kicked. And I like... know. I was like, good for Gina for getting Lenny's psychotic ass arrested. I'm sure she'll figure a way to weasel her way out. And my prediction, I made a prediction for the end of the show, is that one of them will die, but the audience doesn't know which one it was. 
Oh yeah, there'll be a smile. There'll be a smirk yeah. at the end. Be yeah, like, oh, and you're like, oh, wait, oh, who is happened? it? Yeah, that's my prediction. Good point. And I don't. And I think like, sorry, Matt Bomer. I feel like you have to die as well. I feel like you're just not gonna be leading a good life here. But I could be wrong. No, we could leave the farm to Maddie. I I feel like she could handle it. She's her Claudia. Twelve. Some old do it. maids up in that house. Yeah, there you playing go. with their headless dolls. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is all for episode five of Echoes. And let's see. If you want to tell us what flower means love to you, huh? I mean, I'm a basic bitch. I like me a rose, you know, or oh, like a yuck. lily. Uh, oh, yuck. Or like like a tiger lily is my, I really like the orange. It's very pretty. That's it. I don't really like flowers. I don't really like flowers. I, lilac is my favorite scent in the whole world. So I like lilacs. But you can't really cut them off. They just die immediately. So I always, oh, like, yeah. I had a whole bunch of lilac bushes in my backyard. And then they all had to get chopped down when I had moved my fence, which makes me sad. But um, I like lilacs. I like hydrangeas because I think those, no, not hydrangeas, wrong one. Hyacinths. Hyacinths because they're like, uh, they're, sure like picture that. they're like lilacs. They're, uh, they're a bulb plant. They come out the same time as tulips, but they look just like, kind of like a lilac. And I like tulips too. So I was just going to say, I like tulips too. So, if you want to let us know what flower would you want to crash your truck into before you burn the body of your uh, teenage lover. No, not teenage lover. Lover from when you were a teenager. <laughs> you, you, this is not a teacher. <laughs> don't. This is not that one. <laughs> We've already done that show. This is not that show. You could let us know in many different places like where Tiffany... Oh my gosh, I'm put on the spot and I can hardly remember. You can send us an email at that's so original podcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at that's so original podcast.com. You can go to Instagram or Facebook and check out our awesome memes at that's so original podcast. You can go on Twitter, 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 Twitter. If you want to, now that Elon Musk owns it if you feel comfortable you can find us over at twitter still oh i didn't know that was a thing you didn't know that apparently not yeah, I, I don't know i live under a a, a bush a bush a rock i live <laughs> somewhere rock. i live under a bush oh my God. i might you, live you don't know my life <laughs> <laughs> anyway you could go to anyway. twitter at that so pod like us and review us on itunes Follow us and the other things you do on Stitcher and Spotify. I don't know. I don't have either one of those things. But, yeah, send us something. Send us, like, something because it's getting real lonely around here. I'm about to pull yeah. a Gina and a Lenny and just be and, like start making comments on our stuff. But, like, do you want to start well, an online diary together? Let us know. We'll, yes. yes, group online diary. I think that's called Facebook, but that it is. it's fine. It's fine. We'll make our own. Anyway, yes. Anything you want to tell us in any of those places, we would love to hear from you. And we will be back at you sometime soon. Who knows? It might be a surprise. It might be tomorrow. It might be four months from now. We'll see. 
Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.